I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good morning and welcome back to Grindhouse, where we drink coffee and talk about movies. I'm Sean Tatro, and today with my girlfriend and co-host, Leah Diana, we will be winding back the reels to 1987. Twins Todd and Terry seem like sweet boys, that is, until one of them takes an axe to the face of a fellow patron at a local drive-in. Todd is blamed for the bloody crime and institutionalized, whilst twin brother Terry goes free. Ten years later, and as the family gathers around the table for Thanksgiving, the news comes in that Todd has escaped. But, has the real killer, in fact, been in their midst all along? One thing's for sure. There will be blood and rage. In blood rage. Let's get into it. Looks like you're going to get a chance to meet the rest of the family. My psychotic brother just escaped. I just don't want to spoil things. Anybody else need more turkey? No, I'm pretty good, thanks. I don't like to talk about my brother. He gives me nightmares. I mean, this Thanksgiving. You know, somebody ought to tell him to get inside. Nobody should be out with my brother around. He looked exactly like Terry, except he had this really wild, crazed look in his eyes. real sweetheart. You know that? A real sweetheart. It's not cranberry sauce, Artie. It's not cranberry sauce. Break the words, you dirty cocksuckers. Tell all your grave robbing friends I want them out of the city now! The nightmare of insane murder. From the depths of hell. We are back to the horror genre. What a ride today has been. Oh, yes. And it's literally only 9.30 in the morning. 9.25 a.m. <laughs> and already from laughing and cheering, 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 my voice is shot. <laughs> <laughs> this one was definitely an experience. I'm honestly so glad I hadn't seen it until this point. <laughs> oh, Good lord. Everybody meet Phil. This is Phil. Great guy. Probably the nicest guy in the movie. He's just hanging around. Oh, God. (laughs) Wow. So, sweetheart, I am going to let you take point on this one. I'm going to do my best. I didn't, you know, like, step by step write this stuff out. I comment step by step this, and let me tell you... (laughs) Damn! <laughs> so today we watched Blood Rage. Uh, this one was written by Bruce Rubin, directed by John Grismer. Um, it stars 
Luis Lasser, Mark Soper, Julie Gordon, and Jane Benson. I believe is how you say your last name. Mm. Um, this one came out on March 29th, 1987. However, it was originally shot in 1983. Yeah. So this one kind of just got shelved for a number of years before it finally got released. And then I noticed that the title that comes up is Slasher, not Blood Rage. Yes. So this one was initially titled Slasher when it first came out. Mm. Um... Before then, it, when it was finally released, they changed the name to Blood Rage. Mm. However, um, when it was released in uh, foreign regions, it got retitled again. What was that title? I think I saw uh, it was retitled Nightmare at Shadow Woods. Which makes sense because the complex is called Shadow, Shadow Woods. Woods. Oh, dear God. And let me tell you, this this movie was a fucking trip. Um, it was a roller coaster, but it was an enjoyable roller coaster. I actually don't have any budgetary information on. This there was movie. nothing. I was looking for shit too. There's nothing on there on I, the web. I wish I knew how much this was made for. Uh, unfortunately, I, I'm assuming a lot of it was probably off the books. Yeah. But it looks like they had some some decent money behind this one. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I mean, they had a whole complex, swimming pool, tennis court. It was really confusing because I thought they were at university. So did I at first. At the start. But then it came, like, later on it was like, oh, I live in that one, and he lives in this one, and we all live at the complex, and we grew up together. It's like, oh, okay. All right. That makes sense. Well, the thing for me is, like, I didn't even realize that it was in, like, a, a condo thing yeah until that moment where like the the boyfriend comes out and he's like i'm the manager here and i was like what (laughs) we both looked at each other like you're the manager of the house like how cocky are you being like i'm the manager here yeah it wasn't until right after where he's like outside with the cops and he's like my office is over there yeah they live there i was like oh okay he's the manager of the complex so why do you date damaged women? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> That's all he's got. Jesus. Oh, okay. Um. So we open this movie with the opening shot is a drive-in marquee, mm. and it reads "The House That Cried Murder." <laughs> I want to see this movie. <laughs> I don't think it's. I'm pretty sure it's not a real movie. Um. Mm, there is a movie called "The House That Dripped Blood." Ooh. Um, but I felt like that was very appropriate because mm. it's like that. This is what you're in for. <laughs> it's just violent murder the entire way through. Oh my God. If the cover of this movie doesn't tell you, like, you're in for a treat. Um, who is this woman? Where was she in the film? She's not. She's not. Everybody in the movie's is, blonde. <laughs> everybody meet rando lady. So. This type of stuff would happen a lot. It happened in the with, 80s. Um, as soon the darkness. They essentially, especially with title uh, covers like this, where it's a a painted cover. Mm. Um, they would essentially, while the movie was still in production, they would hire somebody to create a cover, and they would just be like, "It's a 
violent horror movie. Um, and that's not even the weapon that was used. No, they just give them elements and they're like, oh, it's like... Paint us a picture. People get stabbed, murdered. Um, lots of screaming ladies. Yeah, there's there's lots of nudity with women and stuff. So, and then some, the artist would just come up with something. You know, surprisingly, not as much nudity as I thought there would have been. No, there's only one actual nude shot. I mean, I think. there was uh, there was the one in the beginning where you saw just Two, one of her boobs. Yep. All right, you're right. And then she's in the shower, and then we see her again on the diving board. Yeah, that's it. You don't see like crotchal nudity at all. No. You see bums, and maybe a couple of boobs. And it's like, oh, the nudity's tasteful in this movie. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. The gore, on the other hand, oh, the gore in this oh one was God. over the top. It it was there was stupid amount stupid amounts of gore. Um, I think I read where they did put this on late night television, and the entire scene of the two in the swimming pool is cut entirely because they thought be. it was too much. <laughs> and I'm like. I've seen shit like that at 10 o'clock on, like, cable TV now. Yeah. Like. And so we get a lot of gore in this. And, I like, I'm just going to say now, like, the practical effects throughout this movie are fucking awesome. They're amazing. Like, you you start with a, like, a violent hatchet in the face. Several times. A severed hand. Uh, severed head. Uh, they give us... Todd's doctor screaming bloody murder while she's ripped in half in the woods <laughs> and a severed head strung up yep. by electrical cords. Now I will say no babies were harmed in the making of this movie. No. And I really was kind of disappointed he didn't kill the baby. Now that makes me seem like a really twisted individual you but the way this movie went and the way it ended he should have killed the baby. He probably should have killed the baby. He should have killed the baby. Honestly, now that girl is stuck with that baby for the rest of her life. What is she going to do with well, the baby now? I don't. Realistically, the baby would go to child services. She's not. She, she had no relation to that kid. No, but the so, trauma that she's endured with the child, she's not going to give it up. She would have no choice and legally. And the cycle continues. Trauma, Listen, trauma begets trauma. We'll we'll get to Woo! the climax. Woo! I but, cheered. So immediately for me, the synths, the synths. Uh, oh my synth god! score had me. Like I was. Yep. I was in. Where the orchestrated, big orchestrated weird metal music from Lady Hawk was like awesome but weird. The synth was perfect in this movie. Oh, it was beautiful. It fit beautifully. It it was like heavily um like energetic mm. and it like at times upbeat and it like it felt very you could tell that this movie was meant to be fun yes um, i mean look at the way terry acted in the movie oh yeah i loved holy it holy shit he was having so much fun with this part and um that's something to note is that the actor soper Yes. Um, Mark? Was it Mark Soper? Was it Mar yeah, Mark Soper uh, plays both Todd and Terry. And you would think it's two different people. Yeah. 100%. They, they did a really good job making him look very different in both roles. Yep. And he uh, he carries himself and portrays himself completely differently. Yep. 
And yes, the whole overall every performance is cheesy as fuck and uh it could have been done a thousand times better. Oh god, but yes. I think he did, he was having fun with this part yeah. and or these parts and I think he sold it really well. I think cheesy works for these movies. You have oh, to does. be. You can't be too serious with this. It's an 80s slasher. Yeah. Why are you going to be serious and broody and murder? No, you got to be cheesy. You got to be Velveeta, guys. Be Velveeta. Drop the Velveeta. No. You're you're too liberal with Velveeta no. already. <laughs> Where did I hear that? It's uh the fucking lady I just interviewed uses it. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's um, for one of your actual work gigs. And she said yeah. that. And we were like, what? <laughs> now I'm using <laughs> that's it. I a love thing? it. That's a thing? <laughs> uh, so, in the beginning of this movie, right, when we start with the credits, there is a small part, which I was very excited to see. It was, uh, oh, my God. Oh. You, say, you said his name. It's not Sam. No, it's, uh, so... In the very, like, it's still the very early opening credits of this movie, we get a, the... Extremely young. Film debut cameo of Ted Raimi. Yep. And he's playing this random dude who's, uh... Selling who's condoms, selling condoms in the bathroom. to perverts in the fucking bathroom of the drive-in. <laughs> Gotta make your money somewhere there, Ted, huh? He has no lines, he's just there. He just goes... <laughs> Trojan. That's awesome. Oh man. I actually would love to know why Ted Raimi is in this movie. Like Sam Raimi had nothing to do with it, so maybe it was just maybe he's friends with the director, the producer, or maybe Mark Soper. I'm assuming. Actually, hang on. Uh, Yet this was actually even prior to Sam Raimi being involved in film. Oh, because it's 1983, you said. This would have been filmed in 1982. Yeah, so Ray- Sam Raimi was... Oh, no, Ted Raimi at the time of doing this was only 19. Okay. I think in, he got involved in movies when Sam did, or right around the time Sam did, and he was in his early 20s at that point, mm. so... this He had to have been friends with somebody. Had to have been. But that... It was so fun to see him in this. Just seeing like, him, I'm like, <laughs> I know that face. Whose face is that? So one thing I was shocked about was, I'm like, wait a minute. Why why is this dude selling condoms in the bathroom? Cut to almost 90% of these people having sex at a drive-thru, drive-in. Yes. And Everybody I, can see you fucking. Why? I know that people used to do this. People, some probably still do. But... I'm sorry, I'm going to a drive-in to watch the movie. Yeah, I I don't, it's not something I don't, I would ever do, but. No. You know. Especially on the hood of a car, there's one couple just like starting to get straight Mac into it. I'm like, what? I don't think that ever would happen. That is an exaggeration and you are lying to the younger generation that you guys had sex on cars. But there is like a stereotype of like. In the backseat of the car at the drive-in kind of thing. Are you straight doing the nasty? Yeah, I'm definitely sure people have done it. Oh. <clears throat> um, we get some classic parental neglect as the mom and her boyfriend 
try to fuck to get... with the kids sleeping in the backseat. And then the kids wake <laughs> up, and then they leave the car while mom's getting all hot and heavy with her absolute asshole of a boyfriend who she's like, oh, my kids are in the car. And he's like, they're asleep. Come on, baby. It's like, y'all just think with you dicks. Seriously? <sighs> there are children do, in the car. So I... I don't know if this is the right line, but I heard mom's fucking again. Let's get out of here. I don't think it was. That, I don't think so, but, but like it. It was along that line. It was along the those general lines, and I think it was Terry who said it to Todd. Yeah. Like, oh, let's get out of here, and straight right there, you know, there's something wrong with that kid. I think it was kind of a mom's at it again. We can get. Uh, we yeah, can get we away. can. We can. We can run away, kind of thing. Um. Which leads us to a little boy axe fucking a dude in the face while he's trying Holy, to fuck his girlfriend. <laughs> he he starts he gets an axe. I don't know where he got the axe from. It's like from the back of somebody's pickup. It's or like something. an like an emergency kind of like thing you would keep like in the back of a pickup when you're camping. Well, the truck he took it out of was like it had a bunch of like other sh- like work shit in the oh, back. Okay. So. And he's looking into, he's peeping into the car, and this dude is like... Not so much peeping, he's literally he's, sticking his head in the window. He's like doing this into the car, and he's like smiling <laughs> so psychopathically, and Todd's in behind him like, what's, what are you doing? What's, ha- what's happening? You got an axe there. And I just put, it's hammer axe time. <laughs> oh yeah, because it's one of those little hatchets that has like, That the has the hammer head. on the back? Oh my god! And he just straight fucking ass axe fucks his eyes and his mouth and oh my god! And the lady's like ah, screaming ass butt naked running. I'm like oh my god, this is amazing. Oh. And then Terry just wipes everything on Todd, hands him the thing, and goes, "Oh my god, Todd, what did you do, Mom? What did you do?" And I'm sitting there going, "Todd, react. Todd, do something." Well. All right, so I get what they were kind of do- trying to do there was, like, he was in shock from yeah. seeing it. And it's like, okay, but there's no mystery whatsoever in this movie who it is. Oh, yeah, like, no you mystery. You know who the killer is throughout the whole fucking thing. Yep, they're like, <laughs> hey, you're going to see where it started, and you're going to watch all of these fucking dumbass people around him get picked off one by one because they're stupid. Yes. Because they don't realize, like... Even when they start introducing him as an adult, he's fucked up. He's very, like, you guys not see that something's up with this kid? Yeah, he's a little bit, uh, like, he doesn't care. No. Um, like, you see it right in that, that dinner scene before they hear that Todd escaped. Yeah. Like, where he's talking to the other girl, but he's got his arm around this girl. His girlfriend and... There's this whole subplot of he's been really out of it and hasn't, like, like, she she feels like, oh, he's been out of touch and he's, like, distant. I don't understand. Wouldn't he have always been like that to some yeah, degree? Yeah, really? Um, so that after, you know, Terry kills the man and blames Todd, we see the mom go to the, the psychiatric institute. Yes. Um, and there's an overdub or a dub over of the psychiatrist talking to the mom. Yeah. So that's something I noted was like, there's, first of all, there's some, a few areas of this movie where like the audio leveling doesn't feel right. Yeah. That was way too loud. That whole narration yeah. thing. 
Like, there's a lot of scenes where, like, the mom is, like, whisper talking and it's, like, hard to hear. I, there was a whole scene that I didn't hear her. I was like, um, this, I'm not turning this up any louder because no. it's 8 o'clock in the morning. And, uh, this scene in particular was one of the, like, the first real hard ones because, like, their dialogue is, I think, purposely low. Yeah. But then they they chose to for some reason do this audio dub of like a therapist recording like her notes on the like what is going on i don't know if it was like maybe the audio of the scene got recorded too low so they were like oh we gotta put we gotta do something because it's the only time that happens yeah it i almost felt like a it would have been better to see that scene play out yeah hear it and then maybe like cut to her at her desk talking like recording this talking into the yeah just one shot just one pulling in shot of her recording this yeah this uh because everything that was happening in the scene word for word is what was happening and i'm like wait a minute why like as she's like and the mother got very upset and you can see the mom in the background yelling no no and i'm like yeah it was weird okay it just didn't fit choices yeah, I think it was a necessity thing. It had to have been. Yeah, there must have been something wrong. I believe maybe the psychiatrist audio got fucked up and they couldn't fix it. So maybe they were like, okay, you're just going to dub over this and then we'll play it out like you're living the memory out. But then once that's over, well, obviously, poor poor psychiatrist doesn't last very long. Sorry. <laughs> um. So after that, like, there's that whole scene where Todd has told the psychiatrist it wasn't him. It was Terry that did it and blamed him. Mom doesn't believe him. Mom thinks Todd is an absolute psycho. And Terry is her precious baby boy. There is definitely... Do you feel like there's... Is it an Oedipus Oedipus complex in this? A bit, yeah. Or like a a reverse. Like she idolizes her son because he's like the world. He's the non-broken one. Yeah, and like... Lady, you <laughs> fucked up if you can't tell which one of your kids is, you know, is which. Well, I actually have something about that I'd mm. like to just talk about a little bit. It's going to jump us ahead a bit. Yeah. But, um, so there's a scene later on in the movie where like, throughout the whole film we kind of see, like, the mom, like... Descent into madness. Yeah, she's in, like, shambles because it's, like... You have that scene at the therapist's office where, like, she actually kind of sees her, sees Todd break down a little bit. Yeah. And then, like, later on, when she finds out he escaped, like, she starts to, like, freak out about it. She stress eats. She starts binge drinking. Yeah. She, like, at one point, like, she took a shower. It's like all of her walls, as you're seeing it, are coming down on her. Yes. And then I noticed her music is very sweet and somber. It is. There's all the synth, all the 80s, like, slasher cliche ends, and it's very soft and very sad. And I'm like, I feel bad for this mom. Um, It's worth noting the mother's played by Louise Lasser, uh, who I feel like she she's trying to give a very strong performance she is. here. And... She's surrounded by a movie that's ultimately cheesy, which makes her cheesy. And she's trying to do a serious... And I I applaud her for trying to be serious. You can see her trying. But one, her hairstyle is fucking ridiculous. And it takes me out of it. It's 
two flowers and what appears to be huge pigtails of curls. Yeah. And I'm like, you're supposed to be like their mother. Why do you look kind of like an innocent child? Like, that's what I was like. Oh, she's wearing these flowy outfits, these flowy dresses. And then by the end, her hair is completely wet and matted and she's in a robe and she's like broken down. Yeah. And I'm like, they tried so much to like have this character, the layers of her just completely come down. Well, um... in a movie that's surrounded by nothing but cheese balls. (laughs) Um, so like I said, there's a scene later in the movie where she's, she's on the phone with an operator trying to get a hold of her boyfriend who by that point is dead. She doesn't know it. Yeah. Um, but I'm watching like, and this is a scene that's broken up with other scenes. So it's like, we keep cutting back to her on the phone, like trying to get a hold and she's like freaking out. She's like screaming at the operator, pleading with them, crying. But I'm watching this scene and like I'm watching her break down throughout this phone conversation. Yeah. And I started to wonder if they were trying to suggest that maybe she's as crazy as her son. Yeah. Which by the end is like confirmed. Absolutely but, positive, yeah. Um I'm wonder I was wondering if this scene is like all right, she's she's fracturing under the pressure of all of this, like her mind is not all there. And then I started to think, is she talking to anyone at all? Like, is there even an operator on the other line? At one point, there was. You could hear it in the beginning when she was like, what do you mean you can't get through? Yeah, but And I then the line is quiet after a I while. don't know if she, if that was the movie just playing into her mind. That's true. Like, there was no one else around in those scenes. Exactly. I, I mean, don't know if anybody else was even there. There's a scene where she's on the floor with all of the Thanksgiving leftovers, binge eating. And, like, she was so happy during that dinner until she got the phone call. Yeah. That maybe she was just trying to feel happy again. And I'm like, oh, man, like, this poor... And then she's, like, pouring a whole wine bottle into a glass. Just, she's constantly drinking, like, left and right. And you realize, like, she's absolutely drunk off her mind. God only knows if she's taken anything because at one point she just passes out in the middle of the hallway. It's like this poor mom. But then by the end of the movie, you're like, oh boy. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Um, well, we should get back to. Honestly, I'm probably reading too much into. Honestly, some of it's this, probably just but... like, oh, she got drunk because she was sad and she was sad because she couldn't get it. No, but you have to realize, like, doing this type of thing, we're analyzing every single second. Yeah. And the director or the writer could have been like, yeah, no, it was none of that. Or, oh my god, did they actually get it? Was she actually descending into madness? Like, you never know unless you actually talk to the people who were involved yeah. in the creation. Yeah, honestly, I wish I could. Cause I that would be so cool. It'd be fun to talk to the people that made this. Oh my god, and be like, huh, <laughs> why didn't you kill the baby? <laughs> Oh, so then we go to the scene where all the neighborhood kids or the complex kids that grew up around each other are playing football. They're having a good time. And I guess someone new moves in. I think her name was Andrea and her mom move in. Oh, the other blonde. Yeah. Yeah. The other, other blonde. Because there's like. There's like 12 blondes. Yeah. Everybody's blonde in this movie. Um, The only thing I noticed about that whole scene is um, fucking nipples. All I could see was Andrea's nipples. 
Oh, through the dress? Oh, my God. I'm like, what the heck, guys? Oh, play football with your friends. No, put on a fucking bra. <laughs> You're going to get your ass whooped, woman. Um, They invite him to, oh, you're new? Come to dinner later because you're new and you don't know anybody. All right. Was it just me or was this dinner scene weird? It ver- felt very, very weird. Like, it was the boyfriend, the mom, yeah. Terry, the neighbor, the mom, and the girlfriend. Karen, yeah. Karen. And it was like, oh... This seems very awkward. Well, it's, I'm not even talking about, like, just the people attending. I'm talking about, like, so you have this dinner scene. The mom and the boyfriend do this marriage announcement thing. Mm-hmm. Terry is uncomfortable, very obviously. But he is like, congratulates them. But it keeps doing these cutaways to everybody's reaction shots. Yeah. And they're super close up. And it was just like, why are we seeing this? <laughs> this is so weird. I also realized that's when Terry's trigger started. Yes. Was, and you don't realize it until the end of the movie, Terry doesn't want to lose his mother because he want. I feel like he blamed it on Todd because he wanted his mom all to himself. I can agree with that. Yeah. And once they were like, oh, we're engaged, you know, we're getting married. He just fucking, so you watch something in his brain go... Well, yeah, I you, was like, oh, You also see shit. it right after when, like, they get the phone call and the mother's trying to keep oh, it Oh, don't hush. say anything, don't. He's like, he oh, my psychotic <laughs> brother from the mental institution broke out. Have some peas. I'm like, the mom just is like. Yeah, I, I do. Oh, I did her, really her like, acting was great. I like that they held on it, too. They just held on her staring And at you're him. just sitting there going, I'm un- I felt like somebody at that dinner going, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Also, who has corn and peas at Thanksgiving? My family usually does. Oh, peas have no place in Thanksgiving dinner. You just dinner. hate peas. No. See, this is where we're fighting. Peas have no place in Thanksgiving. Green beans. That's your green. Yeah. Green beans. A spinach thing. Collard greens. No peas. None. Peas are going to eventually kill everyone in the world. They're green, mushy, disgusting balls of grossness. Her hatred of peas has finally bled into the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's like when the Powerpuff Girls went against the broccoli people. I will fight against the pea people. Oh, God. Um. By the way, the mom was flaunting a lot of boob during dinner. Like, really? Like, <laughs> like it was so the pushed sh- up and I'm like, is she innocent or a slut? What is happening here, guys? Because they portray her as this innocent woman going into madness, but she is a sloot. She's like, oh, I'm getting fucked in See, a car in the beginning with my kids in the backseat. And here's a lot of boob in my dress at Thanksgiving. Have, have some turkey. I think she's kind of supposed to be one of those... One of those girl, One of those ladies who's like... Never had very good luck with men. Mm. And like she's... So she's kind of had Does to, anything to please them? Yeah, she's kind of had to flaunt a little bit to because, get men. Because even her boyfriend, not a good person. Because uh. when they go... No, so when they go back into the bedroom and she's freaking out about Todd being, like, escaping. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, no, don't worry about it. Oh, he's just, you know, probably hiding in a closet. Come on, babe, let's do this. And she's like, no, I, I can't. I just... I need to clean. I need to organize. I need to do something. He is still trying to get in her pants. Yeah, you're right. Read the room, asshole. Uh. No sex tonight. Psycho kid got loose. I don't want to fuck knowing he could be standing outside and all of a sudden, hey, guess what, mom? There's a lot of those dudes in this movie, though. Oh, my God. Men in this movie are pigs. Except for Phil. Phil was a nice guy. Yeah, he, he genuinely, he, genuinely was. he paid the babysitter. 
he was like, you guys shouldn't be drinking. Like, that's not good. Nope. You guys can't ride home. You know, you guys should get a cab. And he gets this. Poor dude. Hashtag justice for Phil. Justice for <laughs> Phil, man. I'm putting that on the Instagram when I yes. post this. <laughs> We're going to get random people going, what? <laughs> oh, my next notes were about the fucking, the boyfriend. Or he, <laughs> why he said, he's like... Why the fuck did he say he was the manager of the fucking house? And then I was like, oh, he's oh. the manager of the condos they live in. <laughs> I gotta go back to the beginning of the dinner scene. Okay. What was with the fake laughter when it opened up? They were just like, ha, 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 ha. Everybody was fake laughing. I think because the director probably just said, well, we're just going to cut into you guys laughing. So just like, ready, action, start laughing. <laughs> so they what? all just did Especially, what was it? Um, Andrea's mom was just like, ha, 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 ha. Obviously like, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I put Terry as a fucking weirdo. I put, uh, oh, the boyfriend's name was Brad. I'm like, Brad's getting axed first. <laughs> That's what I put because he was such a dick. Uh, I'm the manager? <laughs> Question mark. I'm the manager? Manager? What? Oh, and then I'm like, oh, he runs the <laughs> We both, well, our reaction was just like, what? I feel like they should have given us some context to that first. Like, they should have told us oh, he was Oh, I'm the... the manager of the complex. Not even just that. Just add a couple like, of words after that. I think they should have stated something maybe a scene or two before yep. where they uh, they oh. say that they live in a condo, yes. first of all, and then just maybe say something about him having to do something for another tenant. And you know, that would have been enough. You know what would have been good? During dinner while he was waiting to carve the turkey, he could have looked at Andrea's mom and been like, how are you enjoying the complex? Is there anything I can help you with? That, Boom! Established that right there. perfect. Are there deleted scenes? Because oh, they were like, sure. no, gore needed to be in this. And you know what? Not disappointed with the gore. But just movie movie directors, producers, anybody. Add tiny little context clues for people like me. Because I'm sitting there going, sometimes I watch a movie. I look at him. I'm like, I don't understand. And he's like, well, you missed this one thing. And I'm like, oh, that two and two made four. Thank you like context clues people yeah. a single like two second scene would have added so much but i digress that's not even the worst part of this movie <laughs> this movie it's heavily fucking no i wouldn't cheesy. say worse I, mean... I wouldn't say worse i would say that's the only qualm i have at the moment okay um something i really like about this movie is the fact that they don't they never shy away from seeing the killer yeah. Like, they don't try to do, like, cut, cut his head out of frame or anything like that, or follow his feet. Like, he was established in the first ten minutes of the movie. Go into it. Yeah. Like, uh, you see him, you get to see him fully, like, hacking people to pieces, and uh, it's, the movie's trying to lean on that idea of that we're dealing with twins, and you're not gonna be sure which one is the killer. Mm. It was never a guess nope. to me. Like, I knew, like, there's no hiding it <laughs> at all. <laughs> this was a story of, you know who the killer is, you know who the victims are. Now it's, watch the victims try to figure out what's happening around them. Yeah. 
which I kind of enjoy those kind of movies being like, oh, I know, I know everything. Now I get to watch what happens. I honestly thought they were going to do something in the end where, like, they did a bait and switch. Like, they did something where they would look exactly the same yeah. or similar. When they fell into the pool, I thought something was going to happen. Yeah. Because they were both soaking wet, so their hair wasn't different anymore. But they still had different shirts. That's the only well, real reason how you could tell. That's why I thought they were like going to do something. They were fighting. Shirts got ripped off or something. And I was like, oh, okay. Maybe In a movie gonna... of sex, showing a little bit of skin and bait and switch might have been interesting. But... But they didn't do that. You know, no. I'm kind of surprised. Spoilers, but, you know, I'm kind of surprised. I am. Very surprised. Oh, no, we're not spoiling the best part. Woo! Um, as soon as the mom started going crazy, like cleaning and everything, I put, I hate this mom. Kill her. Uh, soundtrack is awesome. Oh, then we get to Todd has made it to the complex. Yeah. Um, Todd's there, but Terry starts getting a little weird. So he leaves his mom to clean and go kind of crazy. And he goes and sees Brad, the manager. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Now, I have to laugh because in the background of Todd's thing, he has a Christian radio program on the whole time. Yeah. And I noticed this. Wait, you mean Brad's? Brad's, yes. Yeah. He had a Christian radio program in his office playing the whole time. And I noticed this and I was like, oh, the director put this in on purpose. He put all of this in on purpose. I think I know what you're going to say. Because at one point you can hear him go, an eye for an eye, a hand for a hand. And what's the first thing he loses? He gets his hand locked off. His (laughs) hand. He loses his hand. And I just put, need a hand? Um, Um, Yeah, his death scene was... (laughs) pretty fucking awesome just bam ah! blood fucking oh everywhere. my god there's blood everywhere then he gets propped up he propped like up like there. this waiting for a <laughs> waiting for his girlfriend's phone call oh my god i was like terry you fucking bastard um, um let's see since we're getting close to it the i have to say the women in this movie are so fucking blunt about everything they really are like the uh oh the girlfriend so well, yeah, that's one of them. But uh, so we, it's very surprising. Like you, normally, you don't have women being like super in your face about shit. Mm. But like Terry has one girl that's basically throwing her tits in his face through a sheer white shirt. 
Yep. And then his girlfriend, his actual girlfriend, is flat out telling him that she I would j- like to sleep with She you. wants to get stuck real good. She wants to get stuck. Is that what you put? I love it. She wants the dickens. Woo! Granted, when she says that, she's she not says talking it to, to She says it to Todd, and Todd's just like, acts like a normal dude, like, oh, I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, I'm sorry excuse me? I'm sorry, excuse me? <laughs> I've never been kissed. Excuse you? That's psychotic. That is not psychotic. Look, all sorts of people live in this world. Some people can be into, like, 20s, 30s, 40s. Never been kissed. Never had sex. I don't judge people. So her reaction to, oh my god, he's psycho. He's never been kissed. I was like, look, Karen. Real name's Karen. Don't be judgy, Karen. Oh. Um. Then we get to the psychiatrist just showed up. Oh, that's why Brad said he's the manager. The psychiatrist shows up with her helper. Don't know his name. Some dude. Some dude. Um, and says, you know, we're looking for Todd. We're going to walk around and look. We think he's going to come back here, which is, which is fine. So they're around walking around, looking around. Um, Brad says, well, he could be on the patios behind the condo or there's a nature walk behind in the forest. So she's like, I'm going to take the nature walk. You know where this is going. And helper dude says, I'll look on the patios, looking on the patios. He's walking around and he gets to one of the patios and he... I don't know exactly how it happens, but he runs into Terry. Well, he decided to stop and smoke a blunt. Oh, yeah. He decided to light it up real. <laughs> oh, the psychiatrist said I need to calm down. Bitch, don't calm down with a blunt right now. You are looking for a supposed psychopath. But, yeah, Terry stumbles upon him. Oh, my God. They share a smoke. And, and then... hang on. <laughs> this was one of one of the favorite things he said. Gosh, you two sure look alike. That's what a fucking twin is, idiot. <laughs> Gosh, you two... Jo- oh, jeez, you guys look a lot alike. He says it like two or three times. And then Terry just gets fed up and just like... Gone. He's dead. So that's two people dead in like less than 20 minutes, I believe. Yeah. Um. So then... The psychiatrist. Don't know what her name is. I don't think they ever mentioned her name. She's in the woods looking no. for... That, uh, just, uh, random fact, the, that part was actually played by one of the producers, um, Marion Cantor. Oh, really? She stepped in to play that part. Oh, her name is Dr. Berman. Oh, maybe they did say Berman at one point. <laughs> um, she stepped in to play that part because the original actress never showed up. <laughs> so. Damn! Look, whoever bailed out, you missed. You missed out. That death scene. Holy My exact shit. words were, oh, stress eating um, was the mom sitting on the floor, yeah. like, with her legs spread open, eating peas and just death. stuffing just her fucking shoveling. Face. I was like, this poor mom. <laughs> um, and then we get to Dr. Berman in the woods, like, Todd, Todd, can a machete do that much damage? It can, but not in, like, one. That was you a, have to hack the shit That out. was a clean sweep. And if you're hacking, she ain't screaming like that. She has a bloody torso from here down. Just, oh, oh. I'm like, what is happening? Oh, it was and incredible. her legs are in the background. Just kicking. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Oh, uh, that, that might be the best death in the movie. And then he keeps saying over and over, that's not cranberry sauce. And he licks the machete. Nummy. what oh my god Karen says a line at this point because she meets back up with with um 
she meets back up with her friends, like in the parking lot and says, oh, I just encountered, I just encountered Todd. And that's where she says, oh, you know, Terry, I've been thinking about it and I want you to make love to me. And I'm just like, oh, I want you to sleep with me. I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I didn't, this sounds terrible. But I can see her frustration. Like, how long have you guys been dating? Like, how long has he been like? Maybe he knows that because he said he's a psychology major. Maybe yeah. he knows that, oh, sex is a trigger for me. So maybe he's like trying to see if he can study to get help. Maybe he Terry was actually trying to be a decent person. And then this whole thing with Brad and his mom getting engaged, like snapped him out of it. And he went psychopathic. Maybe. But, um, oh, God. So at some point, relatively around this part of the movie, mm. we cut away to... Another terrible mother. Um, oh, the mom that went out on the date. The pearl necklace lady. Yep. That's what I called her. Um, There's a different phrase for that. She, uh... <laughs> something I noticed about this scene, and this is the scene with, uh... With Phil! With Phil. Hashtag justice for Phil. Uh, was, why the fuck did all this furniture seem too small for the actors? They probably had to go to a Goodwill and get shit and fill. Or it was the same apartment and they just had to take shit out and put shit in constantly. So they were like, oh, do this, then this, then that. That couch, like Phil's sitting on it and his knees are up to his face. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. It's the what 80s. Is this? And it's wicker furniture, wasn't it? It was that weird wicker. It wasn't with... wicker. It was like uh, those, you know, those ones that had like the wood on the the arms that went to the floor but yeah. then it was like that shitty pattern for the rest of it honestly the 80s were a very strange time and nowadays like look at couches and chairs they're super oversized now oh yeah like i'm sorry i don't care if you want a decorative couch it better be oversized and comfy in this day and age i need to lounge on it and scroll on tiktok for hours and there was no, no way i'm scrolling on tiktok like this in that little fucking couch <laughs> I took TikTok off my phone, okay? I'm not as addicted, I promise. I'm still addicted. <laughs> oh, God. Um, well, Karen says a line when she meets up with the friends in the convertible. She goes, must have been a drag, your brother being a psychopath and killing people. Must have been a drag. Murder is a drag, Karen. I mean, yeah. I hated this girl. <laughs> I wanted her to get stabbed in the face Basically, the whole time. everybody in this movie is an asshole. Oh. Except for the mom until a certain <clears throat> point, and then I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah. Well, we start getting introduced to the fact right about here where uh, that this is where she starts chugging wine. Oh, yeah. And pretty soon she's a drunken mess passed out in the hallway. And Todd finds her. Todd finds her. Yep. And this scene... Was both extremely uncomfortable and fucking hilarious. Because he, he picks her up from the hall, he brings her into her room, lays her back in bed, and she she wakes up. She calls him Terry. She thinks and he's it's like, Terry. Yup. Oh, and Terry. He, he's like, obviously, very like, yeah, he's just trying to play into it because he knows she's drunk. Yeah, but he's not used to his mother's love, so right. she's giving him affection at this point. I just, I just went back to <laughs> he it. He tries to leave, and she's, she's like, "Come back here and kiss your mother no, on no, the no. mouth." It was, it was more like, <laughs> couldn't hear anything in this fucking sheet scene. She said until she was like, "It was like Doctor Evil." Like, no, that was <laughs> <laughs> like, come, come here, come. 
And then he full on, they full on mouth kiss. Oh god. They like mouth kiss. Like I'm like, all right, 80s were a different time, but don't mouth kiss your mom oh, like that. So bad. It was like at least two Mississippi's. I'm yeah. sorry. No. Like I am all for you know saying I love you to my family and giving them like a kiss on the cheek. I didn't think it was weird till like maybe a few years ago that I do that we do that in my family. It's not a big deal. You, you give each other a kiss. It's fine. After watching this, it's a little weird. I'm gonna be like, no, nah, I'm not kissing you guys anymore. <laughs> weird I'll just it's always you. weird i'll just i like your mom's thing she hugs you and then she's like she just goes you cheek, you cheek touch and then make the kiss sound you, That's what she does. <laughs> she i love like, your mom <laughs> my mom is weird no love your mom, mom has it right because other than that if, if not you end up like this mom that's true Mom, you don't want to. Nope. Thank you for being. Don't mouth a human. kiss your mama or dad on the mouth. It's just after you're like a certain age, don't do it. And people that do, not judging you. I'm not but, judging you, you know, but it's just to, to fair, me, it's weird. To be fair, if you're a child, yeah, you know what? It's fine. You don't know any better. Like you just, you just. Oh, that's what a kiss is. Yeah. You know what? Fine. But as you get older. You should be growing out of that yeah, shit. Th- no, I. Uh, and uh, your parents shouldn't be making you do it. Um. Just yeah. <laughs> uh. Anyway. Oh, uh, I gotta go back to the scene where Karen's with the boys in the car. Yeah. Because it's a little prior. Um. Did you notice the song that kept playing in the car? No. I'm gonna get you was repeated so many times. It was like, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you. Really? Yes, in the song. And I laughed. I'm like, the song keeps repeating this, I'm going to get you. Mm-hmm. And Todd slowly, Terry slowly gets every one of them. He does. And not slowly. He's like, oh, hey, friend, how are you? <laughs> Jesus. That's, that's some of the fun that I loved about this movie. It's like the, the scenes that would normally be like tense and dramatic and mm. like the killer stalking his victims. This guy literally just walks into the scene. He's like... What up, bro? And stabbing yeah. people. Like, <laughs> hey, awesome. long time no see. Karen, you're no fun. Come play with me. I want to stab you in the face. It's such a change of pace <laughs> from regular slashers. Oh, my God. It was so funny. Uh, let's see. Um, Oh, so coming up here, we've got the, the scene where you, like, you think that Terry... G- killed two of the people but they somehow had these two dipshits had quality effects makeup and they play a joke on them yeah they have like slap like she looks like a fucking witch that got like acid thrown in her face and he's got a single cut yeah, like, what, like, what the fuck? I would like to establish, does she know how to do FX makeup? Like, where did no, this come just from? There. Nothing, it just happens. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's a mask. It is not a mask because she says while she's in the shower, full nude scene. Oh, I've, I gotta get all this stuff off. And I'm like, what What context? I would like just a single scene or something like, oh, I do FX makeup. I'm going to school for it. Just anything. I'm stu- anything. Anything. Because then it goes into that. They're scaring 
the two of them also that scene prior a little weird they're playing a like super nintendo or atari i think it was atari on the floor and the girls are like oh hey we're back here you know we want to we want to do dirty things and they're like i'm gonna get you i'm like either the men want to fuck or they're well, five-year-olds the one guy gets up oh yeah well, as like, soon as she's that like, sounds good <laughs> as soon as they're like oh we're drinking and like getting frisky and he's like okay i'm like what is going like that one kid i think Artie. Artie was a good kid i really was bummed yeah. that yeah about Artie. Artie didn't deserve his fate hashtag justice for Artie. hashtag justice for Artie. um so we did miss the scene with the mom and the little girl yeah we kind of passed by that so um andrea is babysitting the baby for one of the neighbors yeah. who went out to quote unquote mama's gonna get you a rich daddy she says this to the baby as she's getting undressed and putting negligee on <sighs> um i was like no don't kill the mom she's sweet never mind she's crazy get her <laughs> <laughs> never mind she's crazy. um oh what is what why did i say bitch didn't shoot it right what Bitch, bitch didn't shoot it right. I have no idea. I don't remember. Um. Oh, look, they're going to fuck. So Phil is like, oh, look, they're checking out all the alcohols. He's like, oh, cream de menthe. That's nice. Ooh, coconut. Ooh, that's nice. Not for children. Alcohol shouldn't be for children. And I'm laughing. Phil is such a cool character. I'm like, I want more of Phil. He's a genuine dude. He's like, a he's nice just guy. super, like, clean yeah and when she's like i'm gonna slip into something more comfortable he's like visibly like okay i don't know what to do with my hands (laughs) (laughs) am i going to have sex is this how make love (laughs) (laughs) like he really does look a little like um young mr rogers gonna die that's what i call them i call them young mr Rogers. rogers poor thing um and then as they're doing all this you hear a knock terry at the door and he's like, um, yeah, because Phil says, oh, it's that kid that was just here. We'll let him in and see what he wants. And you do. You don't hear anything until you hear the record fall and skip. Yeah. And then it stays on repeat the entire time. But she doesn't really notice at all. She's too busy getting ready. Um, after that, she goes to answer the door. And she's in just a sheer robe. I'm like, that sheer robe is not hiding the fact that you're half naked, lady. Um... Oh, and then the next word is no, not the mouth kisses. <laughs> oh, I said, oh, look, she opens the door and it's this scene. Yeah. And I went, oh, he's just trying to get ahead in life. Oh. Oh, oh let's see. And then you get the scene with the mom and Todd where you realize, um, I put poor Todd, his brother took his entire life away. He just wants his mom's, he wants his mom's affection and approval. And I put no, not the mouth kiss. Ew. My uh, my next note here brings us to the um, the tennis court thing. Yep. So the I forget the, I forget the characters' names. I think it was Angie and the other. The and I don't kid. remember the other dude, but it was Ange- Andrea or Angie. Yeah. But they go out to a tennis court. Uh, they're playing tennis for a minute. He knocks the ball too far. She goes to get it. Yep. Um. There's like a fake out thing where Todd's like trying to lure him out. Um, but she comes back. Yep. And he suggests that they get frisky and essentially and she's like, No, not here. Let's not do it 
in the open on a tennis court in the dead of night. Let's fuck on a well-lit diving board in a public pool instead. Right? Right? <laughs> also, I said I was going to say this when it came up. Uh, Angie said, oh, I want to play tennis. And the dude looks at her and goes, okay. And I went, you want to play tennis with these nuts? <laughs> play. Come on. Come on. Bat these nuts. I also <laughs> thought that was kind of funny where where they were, the scene right before, they were like, yeah, we think... I think we're gonna play tennis, and I'm like, and it's like Ooh, an innuendo. Yes, and then, and then it cuts to them playing tennis. Tennis court. I'm like, <laughs> I thought we were fucking. It's like, oh, not here. We'll do it somewhere else. I'm thinking they're gonna go back to her house, quiet something. No, no. no. Well lit, <laughs> public inside, pool, and it's covered with glass, yep. so anybody can see you fucking on the diving board right there. It, it was just so fucking stupid. But it brings us to. Anticlimactic, but almost the best, like, death. Because Terry shows up. Yeah. And the dude tries to get up and get away, and he slashes his throat, pushes in the pool, and he goes, Bad friend! Very bad friend! (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what? And then he, like, cuts Andrea's face, the same spot where the FX makeup was, I noticed. Yeah. And then I don't know how else she dies, because she goes off screen, and then he gets her. If yeah, I remember. I don't think they... I don't remember. They don't they... show the rest of it, but I also believe, like, they were both buck-fucking-naked. Yeah. So maybe his, like, slash to the throat, thrown in the pool, was, like, his out. And then, like, they didn't want to injure her, because that machete didn't do the fake wobble thing. At some point, so I wonder if the long, the bigger, the wider shots, he actually has a real some, machete. No, it would be close-ups that he would have the real one. Mm. Um, wider shots would have likely been uh, fake ones, just okay. in case anything happened. Well, I was wondering if that's like why. Unless the uh, fucking filmmakers were just stupid. Yeah. But <laughs> I put wow. It's just a hack and slash pool party. <laughs> oh my god. I put, oh, you're a real sweetheart. Call me Mr. Helpful. You're a real sweetheart. Call me Mr. Helpful. I forget what that was. Oh, there was this, there was some scene with Todd or Terry, one of the twins. Yeah, I don't know. But then it cuts to Karen because, you know, Todd shows up or Terry shows up and she's like, oh, you know, I want to be alone with you. And he's like, okay. And then they go to start kind of making out in her like live the living room of his house and shit. And he stops and walks away. And she has this like there's a knock at the door. Knock. at the, yeah. That's right. And I put, gee whiz, why can't I get laid? Said Karen. Yeah. <laughs> She's trying to straight fuck him the entire uh, movie. Why do girls like bad boys? I don't understand. I don't know. I don't get it. And, and this, uh, that basically instigates the entire, like, yeah. lead up to the finale. Oh, the knock on the door is Artie because Todd yep. finds him, threatens him with a gun, and says, I'm not Terry. Terry's yeah. the one killing. And then they have that, like, small confrontation at the door where he, like, points the gun at him, but then he runs away. Yeah. For some reason. Some reason. Um, And then they try to go after Todd and that initiates like unfortunately uh hashtag justice for Artie hashtag justice for Artie because Artie finds all of the weapons along the trail route on a bridge literally just, just in a pile sitting on, with a, something over it and he's like oh my god and 
Terry's like, oh, it's all Todd's. Todd's the one doing this. And he grabs a fire poker, what looks like. Uh, it's like one of those two-pronged forks. Yeah, and he shoves it right into Artie's neck. And I was like, oh. And he keeps saying to him repeatedly, that's not cranberry sauce, Artie. That They're trying to really sell that this happened on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Which I'm like. Which, not oh, many Thanksgiving slashers. It's the fork for the fucking turkey. Yeah. Oh. I pre- you know what? I have a Thanksgiving slasher. Now. That's that's rare. I mean, thanks killing. The that's, killer turkey. Yeah, that's a modern one though. Like this is. That's true. Back in the day. Also, as you're seeing the death of Artie and Terry, I focused on the background where I saw somebody's arm fixing something and then getting out of the shot really quickly because yeah. he realized he was in it. I was like, "Oops, oops, nudity <laughs> error." Um, oh, and then Karen finds Terry again and is like. Things have gotten out of hand. We should call the police. And then he just starts repeating. Call the police. That's a good idea. Things have gotten out of hand. I said I love you. And he straight starts fucking attacking her. Yep. Ensues a wild fucking chase. Yeah, this begins like a a huge chase scene. She's running, screaming. She eventually finds like every corpse. Yeah, she finds (laughs) the other dude. She finds... The pot dude, the helper. And yep. then she finds Artie. And Terry's behind Artie, making him clap, giggling. I'm like, <laughs> Terry's fucking fucked up. Um, and then we get to the scene with the little girl. So yeah. Todd finds the little girl looking for her kitty prior. A lot, lot of scenes prior. I forgot about this. And he says, there's a bad man out here. Go home. Lock the door. Don't let anyone in. Your cat will eventually come home. I promise. Cut to Karen's banging on the door, trying to get in, being like, no, I'm being chased. Help me. The man told me not to open the door for anybody. You're going to hurt me. And I'm like, Todd is such a nice guy. He protected this little girl. Yep. But it essentially, like, fucked Karen. It did. I was like, oh, no. I uh, I do love that this chase sequence, It towards the end of it, it starts to feel like the killer, like, Terry pursuing her is just becoming less of a threat and more of a minor annoyance. Yeah. Because, like, she gets... she By this point, she has the baby. She got the baby out She's of the in, apartment. in the pool area. She knocked him in the nuts t- to yeah. get away from him. Yep. She's sitting in the pool area with the baby, like, trying to catch her breath. And then, like, Terry comes in in the background and he's, like, fucking around. And she looks back and she's like, oh! <laughs> she gets so <laughs> upset. Like, oh, come on! <laughs> I was just like, oh, oh my god. This is ridiculous. Okay, so then we cut to um, the mom going crazy, throwing stuff away, cleaning up, opens the trash, finds the bloody shirt. And I'm going, oh, now she's cluing in it's Terry. She doesn't. She doesn't clue in it's Terry. She still thinks it's Todd. Yeah. But it's the shirt that Terry was wearing for dinner. Yeah. So it's like, come on, mom. Click it over. Um... Oh, she goes to find her boyfriend finally because she's freaking out. She's like, Todd's killing, Todd's killing. And on the radio, it says, you may fool your mother, but you won't fool the Lord. And then she finds him, moves the chair. Brad falls apart and his brain just opens up in half right there. And I'm like, oh, that is gorgeous. Oh, man, that was a beautiful. Oh, that was so good. Um, we're getting very close to the final moments of this movie here. Mm-hmm. 
So I think now would be a good time to take a little break. <gasps> is and this ad time? Ad time. We'll be right back. Please don't go anywhere. We interrupt your regularly scheduled film talk for this important announcement. I know what you're thinking. Oh, God, not an ad. But trust me, if you have ever had a passing interest in podcasting, then you're going to want to hear about Anchor. Anchor is a podcast platform by Spotify, and it is way easier to make a podcast with absolutely everything you need to capture your audience all in one place. Anchor has the tools to help you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And choosing to host with Anchor means that you can distribute your podcast on all major listening platforms, like Spotify, naturally, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. It also allows you to begin earning money with your show with no minimum listener requirements. Anchor was our first and only choice when we decided to start our show, and we cannot recommend it enough. So if you have an idea to podcast, don't wait any longer. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we're back. We're back. So I have one problem with Karen. She's running around this complex trying to find places to hide. Yeah. In the bathroom of the pool place. Um, in Terry's apartment. I was like, you fucking dumbass blonde. Get in a fucking car and drive away. <laughs> she has... she. They literally left the convertible on in the parking lot. Get in it and drive away. Listen, Leah. Eventually you're going to learn that if... The characters do the what they should do. There will be no movie. Why can't there be a smart horror movie? You know, someday maybe we'll actually see that. Maybe <laughs> you should make a smart horror movie. Maybe we should collab on this and make a smart and horror movie. You know, that's it's something funny. Like, we'll probably touch on this later when we eventually get to, like, Scream. Yes. But... Even that, that is probably the smartest horror movie there's ever been. Yes. But they still succumb to the cliches in that. It's, Scream is, and I'll say this because I've just seen it with you, like, maybe about a year and a half ago. I never fully watched Scream. Scream is the most well done, thought out, educated horror movie I've seen. Because... <laughs> The not only did the killers, but the victims and the people that made the movie and the actors thought about everything. There is a reason why Matthew Lillard is an amazing actor to date. And I only knew him as Shaggy. And then I saw that <laughs> and I went, now I know why he's a meme god. Yeah. Because he is an incredible actor. And then Skeet Ulrich didn't know who that was until I saw Scream, like a couple years ago. I would. I would love, honestly, to write a movie where it's like all the characters are smart enough to do what you should do in yeah. these situations. Granted, I know that in these heightened situations you don't think clearly sometimes, but I'd love to write a movie where all the characters do the thing you should do. Mm -hmm. They are level-headed enough to, to be like, nope, we gotta do this. But the killer is still smarter. Steps ahead of them. That would be incredible. That would be. It'd be like Sheldon Cooper <laughs> being the murderer and the victim. You'd have a very smart person, 
but an even smarter killer. Like that would be that would incredible. be hard to write, and it would probably take a long time to like make sure I had it all. It would be hard to make it out. perfect. But in horror movies, it's not perfect because, like you said, you're being chased by a killer. You're not thinking clearly. No. But there's a difference between Scream, where they still fall for some of the cliches, and this, which is just a running fucking cliche for, what, an hour and a half, two hours? Oh, yeah. I think it was like an hour and a half. God, it was it was good. It was good. <clears throat> Very good. I loved, absolutely fucking loved, him jumping on the diving board. Just being like, hey, Karen, want to hang out? Like, <laughs> And she's just like... At this point, she's just holding the baby, losing her mind. So, mom shows up. Oh, no. Todd shows up. Yes. Todd and, Todd and mom? Or just uh, Todd? Todd first. Todd shows up, and then they start fighting. Did you notice that Todd went for Terry's eyes? When? No. I'm sorry. Not no, I'm a little ahead of myself. So, they're fighting in the pool, fighting in the pool. And Karen gets... Karen helps get Todd out because he, like, did something and almost drowned him. He got him out. Terry gets out of the pool and he's like, I don't know, I'm going to kill you guys. <laughs> and he's being psycho. Mommy shows up. Mommy shows up with a gun. Yeah. Because Brad had a gun. Yep. So now mom has it. And at this point, mom shoots Terry. Yeah, she shoots him in the gut and then shoots him in the face. Shoots him in the eye. Because he took Brad's hand, she took Terry's eye. An eye for an eye, a hand for a hand. Oh, that's a good point. See? I was like, oh, somebody thought of something. I didn't think of that. That's good. Isn't it? I was like, look, I found something. Good on you, movie. Yeah, right? And then I was like, once this happens and she kills him, she's holding Todd and she's like, my good boy, I'm so sorry, I'll never let it happen. And then she calls Todd Terry. And Todd's like... I'm Todd. I'm Todd. Todd. And the mother goes fucking crazy because she realizes she killed... I killed my golden boy. I I killed my golden boy. My golden boy. Because she was... Like, so that whole sequence, that this whole scene, is like she starts... He starts saying, I'm Todd. I'm Todd. And Mm -hmm. he, like, tries to break away from her. Like, realizing, I'm never going to have your approval, ever. And she then she starts screaming, I'm Todd. I'm Todd. I'm Todd. I'm Todd. Like she realizing what she did. Yep. And the the whole idea of the scene, I think, is supposed to be she's like she broke. She could not accept that Terry was the one that did this the whole time. Yes, that she was harboring the real psychopath, and she put an innocent person yeah. in a mental institution for his life because she didn't believe him. Right. And that's I think that's why she ultimately kills herself. She turns the gun on herself and blows her brains out. And you know what? I cheered. Because one, this woman, there is no coming back from any no. of this. You God, just, no. your, your golden boy that you believed was a good boy and nothing ever wrong, just murdered, what was the kill count I put? Uh, hang on. One, two, three, ten people. Ten people and an eleventh person when he was younger. Yeah. So this man is now a, like, a serial killer. Like, how do you come back from knowing that? And you, your other son, he's been locked up for ten years. You don't even know who he is. He's almost an adult now, and you don't know who he is at all. No. Like, you just lost your boyfriend, your son, 
essentially the only one you had, and yourself. She had nothing left. It was one, I have to say, this poor mom went through a lot, like, it was a release. But two, how fucking stupid was she all the time? Oh, she was, oh, so she was like, I cheered. I was like, yes, this is the best way this movie could have ended. <clears throat> and it just ends on Todd turning around, looking at his mother about what he, what she just did. That was it. That's it. Over. Yeah. Done. It was a very, very interesting movie. Yes. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Loved, personally. loved this movie. Um... I guess we can get right into our closing questions. Overall thoughts. Oh my god. This, so happy it's in the collection. This is going to have to get another watch. I might have to be high for it. <laughs> um, This is what I'd like to show friends. Like, oh no, this is stupid good. It is stupid, but it's good. Um, I, good god. The acting was cheesy. The story was very good. The concepts of the story was amazing. I don't see this ever getting popular at all, ever. Only because I feel like something like this has been done more recently. But but to a more serious kind of degree where it's like not twins, but brothers or, you know, best friends or something. So this isn't an original story. People might not be excited by this, but man, good. So good. I, uh, yeah, I, I'm inclined to agree. Like, I think, I think this is definitely a cult classic. Yeah, oh, like, God, This yeah. has a huge following in the right circles. Mm. Otherwise, Arrow wouldn't be thrown yeah, back out there. Right. Um, this is an absolutely fun slasher movie. Like, mm. this is definitely something I would love to watch with, like, a group of people. Yeah. And just, like, riff on it and shit the whole like, time. Uh, MSTK 3000, the fucking thing. Yeah. Um, I... I think... It's... Uh, by some degree, it's like an average slasher. Yeah. Um, There's but, nothing that stands out too, too much. No. Like, in terms of plot, it's pretty basic. But the, the gore, the tone, all of that elevates like the performances even elevate it to a fun and highly entertaining level mm. and I fucking loved it like I would definitely watch it again I would throw it on in the background if I'm yeah. doing stuff like it's a good time I wish there was more gore though it could have there could have been a little more listen there can always be more gore more there should have been there should have been more blood there should have been more blood there it it had a surprising amount of gore for a, very, a movie like this. A very surprising amount of very little tasteful nudity. Yeah. It was tasteful. I was very... I mean, some nudity in some movies are fucking ridiculous. Short of seeing actual penetration nowadays. Like, we're borderline fucking hardcore porns on some yeah. horror movies. It's refreshing to see the gentle softcore, you know? Yeah. Um, any favorites? Oh, God. <sighs> Favorite scene is that dinner. How unfucking comfortable all of them are after he goes, my psychotic brother just broke out. Have some, have some turkey. Like, 
And they said, do you want some more turkey? No, thank you. Like, <laughs> I was like, yes! Um, I don't think I have any favorite lines. I think my favorite thing that happened was the eye for an eye, hand for hand thing. I think that was kind of a nice. You have to really pay attention to that. Like you have to like be like That's listening. That's easily to, missed. Yeah, easily. But I, I, it's your fault. It's all your fault. I pay attention <laughs> to these things now. You're welcome. <gasps> um, I don't personally have any favorite lines. Like the dialogue itself isn't that memorable. It's not. No. Um, favorite scenes. I think I really liked the um the psychiatrist's death just because it was so over the top <laughs> uh, and it made me die laughing no. uh, I really did like the phone call that the mother had with uh, oh, the, the operator. operator and that right at the end like that scene where uh, she's like realizing what she did yeah like that those two because you can like re- there's a lot of emotion in those and mm. You can kind of read into them a little. Um, but, yeah, I think that's about it for favorites. For yeah. Um, does it work? Yes and no. No, because it's so fucking cheesy. I wanted... Personally, I love it, but I wanted a little bit more. It was missing some things... Some key context clues to make put two and two together for some things. Um, I wish we saw a little more of Todd. I wish there was more of him in the beginning to kind of like see how he snapped out of it. Uh, we only have the psychiatrist dialogue in the beginning. I would have liked to have seen a little bit of Terry, like how he was. Was he like okay after everything happened for the last 10 years? Was that whole mom and I are getting, your mom and I are getting married thing snapped him? It, it it doesn't work in those parts, but it does work for... It is a 80s hack-and-slash gory horror movie. Um, okay. I... Disagree with Somewhat me. disagree. Um, yes, he disagrees. I personally think... And this is coming from somebody who absolutely fucking adores these fucking off-the-wall cheesy slasher movies you love them i can see about 30 of them sitting there (laughs) like for me this is exactly what you want when you pick up a slasher movie like you don't want to have to think about it too much you just want gore and violence and like a crazy wild time and (laughs) this is this delivers on that in every fucking way possible Mm. um i personally think it's it does work it absolutely works for what it's trying to be. Yeah. And it succeeds in every fucking way. Would you recommend it? Yes. I would recommend this not for a first timer. Somebody who's established and has watched the the big ones, the Halloween, the Scream, you know, the Friday at 13th, the Friday at 13th. I merge fucking Nightmare on, on Elm Stream and start. I'm going to have to reset. <laughs> But yeah, I, after you've watched all of those and you're like, I'm a little bored. I want to see something new. Have you heard of Blood Rage? A- A.K.A. Slasher? This is good. This is very good. Um, don't go into it thinking too much. Just sit there and watch it for a good time. Have a drink. Have a smoke. Have an edible. Have a good time with a couple people. Yes, I would recommend this. 
Um, as I mentioned last week, this was recommended to me by Bad Taste Video Podcast. Oh, hey guys! It's a good and recommendation. I am now absolutely recommending it to basically everyone Anyone. else. Do you um, know who I want to do? I want to buy this and send this to Red Letter Media. They oh, would they have, have a fun fucking field day with this movie. Um, I... Like you said, I don't think I would recommend it to somebody who's never seen a slasher film. Yeah, no, this is not where you like, start. <laughs> I, I'd probably, I'd always start them with something like Halloween, if possible, Halloween, because that's the quintessential. But uh, Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, things like that. Yeah, this is definitely like maybe, maybe your second one. After go for you've this. watched Hellraiser, jump into this. <laughs> no, oh no, 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 no. Hellraiser is a cakewalk compared to this. I would say. Like, as long as you've seen at least some, like, one or two slasher films, you could probably step mm. into this. This is definitely elevated from most, but it's still... Elevated from the originals, not elevated in terms of smart and, you know, witty. No, elevated in <laughs> gore, if yes. anything. Um, would you make this today, or how would you make this today? No. Leave it in the 80s. Leave this precious little bean in the 80s where it belongs. You cannot replicate the makeup, the hair, the clothing, the way they talked. What would you do for a drive-in nowadays? You can't neck it at a fucking theater. You have to wear a mask at a theater now. Like, yeah. like it, it's, it's tough to do shit like this. Leave this in the 80s. This is great. Done. Yeah, I don't think that I would want to see this made again today. Mm. Like, I think it could be done, but people, but They'd essentially... ruin it. People would ruin yeah, it. Yeah, anyone doing it now would focus on, they'd show us more of the backstory, more of the childhood stuff. They'd show us more... They'd um, make it serious. Yeah, they'd, they'd add layers to it that don't need to be there. Yeah. They'd try to hide the killer's identity. They'd try to fake us out at the end like they try to make you think it's somebody else or they yeah. they would change it to be somebody else yeah and i don't think that's necessary i like that you can you know who it is throughout the whole movie you're just in for a ride that's yeah. all it is you are there to see the ride it's just fun the way it is and i don't think i'd want it to be any different yeah I mean, if somebody made it, I'd still check it out to see what they did with it. But, but... I know you'd have the same reaction like you did with, um, with, what the fuck is that movie that you hate for the MUC, MCU, Marvel? Captain no... Marvel. Oh, Like, when Jesus. we watched Captain Marvel, we were like, this is good. And then we thought about later and we're like, this fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> no offense, Marvel. That's where you did it wrong. That that's movie your, sucks. Your worst one, honestly. Yep, that's it. Worst one. I will watch. Um, which one's the Thor one that everybody hates? Dark World. Everyone hates Dark World. I enjoy it. You know why? Christopher Eccleston. Fair. Yep, fair. Okay, so now the big final question is this mainstream exploitation or other i'm leaning towards other but i'm gonna say it, it its toes are dipped in a swimming pool of exploitation they're they're playing with the water but it's not completely submerged this is other but but there's a little toe in exploitation there's a little, we're dabbling what do you think 
I'm gonna go exploitation. Really? 100%? I'd say exploitation, but it's trying to be a little more. Yeah. Okay. So, like, this is very... It's cheaply made. It's cheesy as all fuck. They go balls out on the gore and violence. And the performances are over the top. They didn't rein anybody in. Mm. But it has a little... It's trying a little bit to elevate the material with, like, the eye for an eye I, thing yeah. and then like the mother's like descent into madness yes it's attempting to be more but it's just not there yeah and i think i would go exploitation okay on this one any any other thoughts uh, questions comments concerns no honestly this is a good one this is a good recommendation um from bad taste this was a good watch. I always find it enjoyable when I see a cover like this. Like, my reaction to this last week was, I don't know about this, but I refused to read the synopsis. I only went off of, like, who was in it and all that shit. And I was like, oh, I don't know about this. I really don't know about this. This was a good ride. I, I liked it. Final thoughts? I'm really glad you're in the archive. Welcome home, buddy. Yes, this is a gem in the collection. Yes. I would say. Did I hide money in this one? I did not. I'm waiting for us. So whenever I get cash, Sean knows this. Whenever I get cash or he gets cash, we hide the cash in the Blu-rays. I know there's about 45 Blu-rays up there. We have a lot of Blu-rays that have money in it that range from a dollar to I think the highest is like maybe $50. And it's just a nice little savings plan, you know. If you ever find one, you know, you just got to tuck the money back in there and be like, ah, forget about it. Don't know about it, you know. And now but all I, of you know this. And if you know where we live, you, you're just going to break into our house and steal our money. Don't, don't I mean, here, <laughs> you break in here. I'd steal a fucking camera before the cash <laughs> in the blue. There's how many Blu-rays up here? A lot. 700? A lot. I think the cows, you're really going to go through 700 Blu-rays when there's a fucking Black Magic sitting here that's worth a lot more, or a fucking M1 chip Apple? Come on, think. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that brings our discussion on Blood Rage to an end. Yes. Um, but don't go anywhere just yet. Stay tuned for the coming attractions. I don't remember how it goes. <laughs>
He gave him infinite power, eternal life, and a daughter who would be forever young. This is the only real evil left. And then he took the light of day. You're a vampire. You never knew what life was until it ran out in a red gush over your lips. I can't stand this any longer. You made us what we are, didn't you? God kills indiscriminately. And so shall we. You like dying? You condemn me to hell! Monster. Unhappy Emily. Take her to eat. End her suffering and yours. For do not doubt, you are a killer. I want some more. Tom Cruise. Brad Pitt. Stephen Ray, Antonio Banderas, Kirsten Dunst, and Christian Slater. Interview with the Vampire. I can't say I'm... Um specifically looking forward to this next one. Use your words. I'm so excited! <laughs> I stupidly adore this movie. Uh, I recently, recently, like within the last couple months, watched this free on YouTube. Oh, yeah? At work. Because I needed background noise. I don't know how much work I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> I have always loved Interview with the Vampire. I read the book. Book's better. It really is. Books are always better unless you've got that one gem. Um, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to torture you with vampires. This is, uh, this is one of those movies that like everybody has blown for my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I... I never really cared for it specifically um, growing up. Like, it was fine. Mm. To be perfectly honest, I hope that this will kind of be like Bram Stoker's and I'll find, like, something new about it this time that I didn't really care for before. I'm going to say this now. We're going to disagree on this movie. Yeah? Yeah, I think we are. Because my opinion is I idolized this movie as a kid. Idolized. Like, Event Horizon idolized. And after I watched it again, I still idolize it. Like, for Mm -hmm. stupid reasons. And you hate Tom Cruise. I hate... When I say I hate Tom Cruise, I refuse to watch Tom Cruise shit. Hate him. Hate him, hate him, hate him, hate him, hate him. But, I didn't hate him when I saw this. Because it was, I was a lot younger. I forget when this movie came out, what year it was. It was in the 90s. It was in the early 90s. Because Kristen Dunst was like 9 or 10 years old when this was done. She's supposed to be playing Claudia. Claudia's like 4 or 5. So, I mean, you can't really get an actress that young at this point. No. Trying to keep the cat at bay. Um, so, yeah. 
I'm, uh, I'm definitely excited about this. I'm definitely thrilled to sit there for two hours with you going, oh dear God, don't do it. With you being like, oh, come on, this is gonna suck, so. I don't know, like, maybe I'll find, I'll see something in it this time that like I actually don't hate, um, but we'll have to see. Hi, princess. Um, like I said, like vampires have never been my thing, personally. I, I've never really enjoyed the lore behind them or anything like that. It's just not. I don't know. I might have a problem. I have a whole game, tabletop game based off of vampires. Right here, and I love it. <laughs> Come play with us, Shawnee. No. You want to play? You want to play? Um. I will say that I know this one has a really good cast, so hopefully... Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Christian Slater, Antonio Banderas, yeah. um, Kristen Dunst. Uh, I can't remember a lot of the actors and actresses' names, like the smaller parts, but man oh man. like This made me love Brad Pitt, and I've never seen Legends of the Falls, and that's where everybody fell in love with him. I've never seen it, so... Oh. I think I have the VHS for that. You do, because I've said many times, ah, his first acting gig. <laughs> what? She's objecting already, guys. She's getting antsy. She is. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I guess we'll just have to see what this next one brings. Hmm. Uh, for more recommendations on films or coffees you should check out, uh, if you want to check out our movie collection or see our cat or um, even just <laughs> see some fun behind the scenes, chat with us, recommend us some movies, check us out and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Grindhouse Podcast. We're on Twitter at Grindhouse Cast. Um, you can hang out and chat with Leah on our Discord at Grindhouse Podcast. Hey, guys. Um, all the links for everything are down in the show notes listen to us give us five stars on Spotify iTunes Google Podcasts Stitcher Uh, we're on Amazon and Audible now I guess yeah Uh, basically wherever you get your morning fix new episodes come out first thing every Monday morning Um, if you're listening to the podcast and you want a more visual experience Subscribe to us on YouTube. Look, Mom, get, I'm on YouTube. Where you get every single episode in its entirety with video. Um, if you like what we're doing and you want to show us your support, all that information is down in the show notes as well. Until next week, I'm Sean. And I'm Leah. And this is Autumn. Thanks for listening <laughs> and keep watching. These nuts.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.